Welcome to the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. In each episode, we will highlight an essential oil or herb that may be used to optimize your health. Flip on your diffuser and bask in the beauty of aromatherapy and naturopathy. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. I hope you are doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about cardamom, cardamom essential oil, because cardamom is kind of a fall spice slash herb. When you think of harvest teas and pumpkin spice lattes, you think of cinnamon, maybe some nutmeg, and certainly some cardamom. Cardamom is is one of those, those herbs that kind of is associated with the autumn, And since we are in the middle of the autumn, I thought it would make sense to do an episode on cardamom essential oil. So let's get to it. Cardamom refers to herbs within the Elateria or Amomen genera of the ginger family. So it is from the ginger ginger family. It is native to the the moist forests of southern India The fruit can be collected from wild plants, but mostly it's cultivated in India, Sri Lanka, and Guatemala. In fact, Guatemala, the land of the the Quetzal, that's the currency over there, the land of the Mayans, uh, is the biggest producer and exporter of, of cardamom. And they do an annual production of 25 to about 29,000 tons. The cardamom plant was introduced in Guatemala about 100 years ago by a German coffee planter. India was formerly the largest producer, but since 2000, the country has become the second largest producer worldwide. That's saying a lot because uh, India has got like 100 times more surface area than little Guatemala, but I guess the climate's perfect for Guatemala. It's a popular ingredient in South Asian dishes, especially curries and in Scandinavian pastries. Well, that's a dichotomy. South Asian curries and Scandinavian pastries. I have to say, I love curry. Oh, my God. I could eat Indian and Thai curry every freaking day. The only reason I don't is because I'm not the best cook, and I would have to buy it every day, and it would become price prohibited. Sometimes the name is used for other similar spices of the ginger family, cardamom, that are utilized in African and Asian cuisines and for commercial adulterants of true cardamoms. But what does cardamom taste like? Well, it's a unique and complex mix that is often described as both savory and sweet. I think a lot of people know what it tastes like and just don't know it's cardamom because they just think it's part of that kind of fall taste. Cardamom essential oils occur in the cells underlying the epidermis of the cardamom seed coat. The cardamom oil content of a seed varies from 2 to 10% with its principal components being cineol and aterpenyl acetate. The oil is used to flavor pharmaceuticals and also fragrance and perfume, soaps, detergents, and other body care products. I didn't know it was used to flavor pharmaceuticals. I didn't know my pills had flavors. Not that I, I take any pharmaceuticals, but I never noticed that pills were flavored. There are three types of cardamom, green, Madagascar, and black. Most recipes call for green. It generally has a strong, lightly sweet, and floral flavor. Cardamom pods and capsules ripen slowly and must be picked when they are three-quarters of the way ripe. After harvesting, the pods are then washed and dried. 
The method of drying dictates the final color. The three cardamom seeds inside each pot are considered the cardamom spice. This is fascinating. I don't even I, I don't know how any of this works. I just put in my food. A high-quality cardamom can be an expensive spice to buy, similar to true cinnamon and vanilla, but it's so potent that typically only a teaspoon or less is needed in recipes. So it will last a while. And this reminds me kind of the high-end uh, essential oils like rose, for example, jasmine, sandalwood. They're pricey. Why is cardamom so expensive? It's pricey because it needs to be harvested by hand, which is quite labor-intensive. Look at that. You can buy or use cardamom spice in its pre-ground form. You can also buy the whole pods, remove the seeds, and grind the seeds yourself. No, thank you. Some recipes actually call for the whole using of the pod, keeping the seeds intact to infuse the spice. Pre-ground cardamom is not as flavorful as the whole pods or freshly ground seeds, but it's an easier option. Whole pods or freshly ground seeds have more of the essential oils. All right. So let's get to some of the benefits of cardamom. I will say in general, cardamom is not an oil that I personally have. And look, this is the 27th oil, I think, that we've done. And I am not one of those guys or girls who... Uh, who has the gigantic drawer of oils. You know, I probably have like 20. And cardamom, alas, is not one of the ones I have. It's not because I don't like it. I love the spice. I do have the spice, even though, as I mentioned, I am not the best cook. But I do love the spice because it is reminiscent of my love for the autumn. I will say that cardamom oil is perhaps best known for its GI, gastrointestinal, digestive issues. And unlike eucalyptus, which is also another digestive one, and ginger and peppermint, but certainly peppermint, eucalyptus, I'm not really a big proponent of ingesting those oils. With cardamom, I am more of a proponent of that. So, all right, let's get to it. Let's talk about things that it's good for. So one of the things you can do with it is that it supports the digestive system. Cardamom is a traditional remedy in traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic Indian medicine for the treatment of digestive issues like stomach aches. But there is science to back this up. An animal study published in 2014 looked at the effects of hot water extracts of cardamom pods, turmeric, which I am drinking turmeric tea right now. Look at that. That, that was not even planned. And sembeng leaf, I have no idea what that is, sembeng leaf, on gastric ulcers produced by aspirin on animal subjects. So uh, ulcers is when the, the mucus of your stomach, which protects the stomach lining from being burnt by the acid, uh, no longer exists for a wide variety of reasons. Some, most of the time it's due to a bacteria called H. pylori, and now the, the muscle is getting burnt. But sometimes it can be caused by NSAIDs and spicy foods and other things like that. Throughout the study, animals were given the herbal mixture of another substance believed to be a protective agent followed by aspirin, or they were just given aspirin. The researchers found that animals who received the herbal combination before aspirin, and of course that combination had cardamom and turmeric and senbug leaf, exhibited fewer gastric ulcers in number, smaller areas of gastric ulcers, as well as a lesser degree of stomach lining damage compared to the subjects in the aspirin group. Right, that's good to know. What else can I do? It can provide asthma relief. I was always fortunate never to have asthma. 
a lot of a lot of Gen Zers and and high school kids, I guess Gen I don't even know what they be Gen Zzs. Um, you know, you see exercise induced asthma. You see uh, childhood asthma. You just see like a, a greater proliferation of asthma than when I was a child. Some people think it's the the vaccines, but who knows what it is. But cardamom may also provide relief for people struggling with breathing issues like asthma. One study using an animal study indicated that the spice exhibited bronchodilatory effects. Bronchodilatory means the tubes that go into your lungs are bigger. Okay, the problem with asthma is they be, asthma causes the bronchial tubes to constrict, and that's why you have to take a bronchodilator drug like albuterol, which opens it up uh, emergency-wise. If not, they would have problems breathing and maybe die. That means it's a substance that dilates the bronchi and bronchioles, decreasing resistance in the respiratory airway and increasing airflow to the lung. Basically, cardamom was shown to help making breathing easier, which of course is the main goal for anyone suffering from asthma or shortness of breath. What else can cardamom do? It can help treat diabetes. The high manganese content in the spice and oil makes it an excellent choice for diabetics or anyone struggling with blood sugar issues. Research shows that individuals diagnosed with diabetes have low blood levels of the trace mineral manganese. Not magnesium, manganese. It is one of those people get mixed up. Like if you look at the, the periodic table and you see MG, you're like, that's magnesium. And then you see MN and you're like, that's magnesium number two? No, no one knows manganese. It's unclear if having diabetes causes levels to drop or if low levels of manganese contribute to developing diabetes. Either way, adding manganese to the diet is a smart idea for diabetics, and this is why you should use this spice or oil as part of your diabetic diet plan. I'm not diabetic, so luckily I don't have a diabetic diet plan, but it is a major problem in America right now. A clinical study found that diabetes Diabetics who had greater manganese blood levels were more protected from LLDL or bad cholesterol than those with lower levels of manganese. All this together shows that this spice may be effective at combating the onset of diabetes. What else can it do? Oh, this is important. Cardamom oil or the, the, the herb can lower blood pressure. Cardamom may be helped to lower your blood pressure. This is key to maintaining the health of your heart and kidneys because you blow out your kidneys if your blood pressure is too high. Same for your heart, you get those heart attacks. A study conducted by the Indigenous Drug Research Center at RNT Medical College's Department of Medicine in India and published in the Indian Journal of Biochemistry and Biophysics evaluated 20 newly diagnosed individuals with primary stage 1 hypertension and the effect of giving them 3 grams of cardamom powder daily in two divided doses for 12 weeks. The results were great. Not only did cardamom help decrease systolic, diastolic, and mean blood pressure. Uh, systolic is the pressure when the heart's contracting. Diastolic is the pressure when the heart's relaxed. But also increased total antioxidant status by 90% of the end of three months. Wow, it's a great antioxidant like turmeric. May aid with cancer treatment. This healing herb slash oil, cardamom, even shows promise when it comes to cancer, exhibiting potential as a natural cancer treatment, which makes sense because we just mentioned how it's a very potent antioxidant. Animal studies have shown that it can be used as a chemo-preventative agent or something that's used to inhibit, delay, or reverse cancer formation. A 2012 study published in the Journal of Medicinal Food showed that it had a positive effect on skin health in animals. Researchers found that there was a significant reduction in the occurrence and number of tumors with oral administration of cardamom powder. 
The study concludes that cardamom has a potential to be a chemo-preventative agent against two-stage skin cancer. In general, phytochemicals found in the spice, phyto means plant, including cineol and lemonine, have shown an ability to take on a protective role against cancer progression. This is all good news. I love my teas. I drink normally a green and a white from about 6 a.m. to 2, and then I drink my herbals the rest of the day. And I don't mix in cinnamon powder into my teas. I drink it plain. You know, cause cinnamon doesn't really dilute unless you put it in with milk and I drink mine with no milk. I don't know. That's a complete non sequitur. I don't know why I just brought that up because I'm drinking tea right now. All right, let's 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 finish up here. It helps, cardamom helps with fights cavities. Not only can this spice kill the bacteria that causes bad breath, but it might also help prevent cavity development on your teeth or even possibly reverse cavities and tooth decay. It has all the cleansing benefits of a chewing gum, but without any of the negatives, like the aspartame that's in gum. Not only can it kill bacteria in your mouth, but it's somewhat sharp yet pleasant flavor. Chewing cardamom can also encourage a cleansing saliva flow, while the fibrous outer coating of the pod can provide mechanical cleaning of your teeth. We've mentioned this in the fennel episode, how in South Asia, if you go to Indian restaurants, for example, they will leave out some uh, fennel. I don't think I've ever seen cardamom left out at an Indian restaurant, but please correct me. Hit me up on Facebook at Albert Gregory if I'm I'm wrong here because I'm not too familiar with that. So, I mean, you can put drops of the oil in your mouthwash. You can do some homemade mouthwash. You can put some drops in your toothpaste if you want to clean it like that. And similarly, it does improve bad breath. Cardamom is a very effective remedy against a common problem known as halitosis, which is the fancy term for bad breath. Simply chewing on the seeds can help eliminate any bad odors coming from your mouth. Some chewing gums can even include it as an ingredient. Yeah, you know, I, I buy at Whole Paycheck, Whole Foods, the, what's the brand? I do buy organic gum because I'm not. I like gum, but I don't like aspartame. Nor should you go to a holistic. I have like two holistic health news episodes about the problems with aspartame. But they do have what Spry, I think, is the brand. S P R Y. You can get it on Amazon, and it's organic gum that has xylitol, which is its natural sweetener. And I do, I do buy the cinnamon one, and I believe the cinnamon one I have does have traces of cardamom. Recently, a study published in the Department of Microbiology at Kurukshetra University in India explored the antimicrobial effects of cardamom extracts on oral bacteria. Researchers concluded that the extracts are effective against oral pathogenic bacteria like strep and candida. Candida is not a bacteria. No, it's a fungus. Additionally, the major active component of cardamom oil, cineol, is a potent antiseptic known for killing the bacteria causing bad breath and other infections. So if you're looking forward to getting rid of bad breath, look no further. I would also say, you know, get rid of your dairy. Dairy tends to increase uh, your bad breath as well. And, of course, try to stay away from the spicy foods. So what else can we say about this oil? I would say that it's great to diffuse. And a good complementary oil to it would be bergamot, cedarwood, and then kind of the fall ones like clove and cinnamon. Uh, those are great. We have episodes, I believe, on all of those. And it's typically, the, the oil is, is great for kind of just giving you 
uplifting your mood and giving you kind of a emotional and spiritual quiescence. And it could help minimize blame and frustration and rage and outbursts. And it kind of gives you uh, just a, a, a calmness that can come over you. And as I mentioned, it's great for digestion. It's also good for uplifting your spirit. And it's really great for cooking. Okay, last thing I want to mention about cardamom is that the, the oil is, is moderately priced. If you go to Deterra Young Living, it's about you know, average $32 or so. And it's really great for those who have digestive issues in that I, I do recommend ingesting it along with something like, uh, I mentioned ginger as well, but you can put a drop in some water or put in a smoothie. Of course, make sure it's it's high quality oil. And of course, you can diffuse it. I've I've mentioned in past episodes, and maybe I haven't mentioned it recently, but I'm not a big fan of diffusing all day like some people do. I would do like 30 minute spurts three, four times a day. Don't don't overdo it because the, again, you are breathing these in, and they are quite potent. Essential oils are the most potent part of any flower, plant, herb. So you need to be careful with that. And if you're going to use it topically. Just you put it in a carrier oil as also as as well. So you can you can diffuse it, you can ingest it, and you can rub it on yourself. As always, be you know careful with skin sensitivity, pregnant women and uh, children. And I would not apply it to the epithelial layers of openings like eyes and inner ears and sensitive areas. And I always just use it in a small area. But definitely use it if you're having stomach ulcer issues. Also, I didn't mention early on. Um, it's pretty good for respiratory stuff. So if you're having some respiratory congestion or some some blockage, uh, you you might want to do that as well to help you breathe a little better and clean out uh, your pharynx and your larynx and your bronchial tubes because it's good in general for respiratory problems that you're having in addition to the asthma that we had already talked about. All right, guys, the website is Naturopathic Earth. Please check out all the articles we have there. And we have some essential oil recipes for do-it-yourself shampoos and colognes and mouthwashes and whatnot. If you want to help us out, which we really appreciate, please click on the PayPal me or Patreon links on the episode notes and donate whatever you can, $5 a month or one time. We would appreciate it. Buy Confessions of an Obese Child, which is my first book. My second book should be coming out if I can edit it. By Christmas time, it's only two ninety nine on the Amazon Kindle. Click on the episode, the links on the episode notes. Please do that as well. If you want some one on one counseling for weight loss management, or you want to talk about aromatherapy, click on the Clarity FM link on the episode notes. And for about a buck a minute, a buck and a half a minute, we can talk via Skype. If you want to help out in a passive way, a more passive way, go to naturopathicearth.com and click on the food recipes and there you'll see Amazon links. Click on the Amazon links to get to Amazon and anything you buy within 24 hours, we get a 2% commission at no expense to you. So that's a nice ancillary way to help us out. And we do have three podcasts. We have Holistic Health News, which is the flagship. We cover all topics medical and we, we do a lot of intersexual dynamics now because like we're around episode 230, so I need to, I, I can't be talking about the benefits of dark chocolate and tea forever. You know, I have my own interests, and so maybe you like some of those intersexual dynamic ones. Essentially, intersexual dynamics is, is the way men and women get along with each other in terms of dating and so forth. 
So go check that out, please. And then we have Confessions of an Obese Child, which is great if you have a food addiction or grew up with early childhood trauma, where I talk about both of those things that I dealt with. And then we have this podcast as well. Please subscribe to all three and post an honest review. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com for innumerable essential oil recipes, our Facebook page at Holistic Health News, and our Twitter and Instagram feeds at Holistic News Now. Spread the word about the benefits of aromatherapy, herbalism, and naturopathy. And remember our motto at Naturopathic Earth, let food be thine medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time.